Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is Review 257 with a review of Gravity. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, as we said, that film release is Gravity, which uh, is a film that I think from the moment a trailer hit, uh, we were super excited for. Is that uh, correct? Basically, the the moment this was like first talked about, I was like, "This sounds like a movie that's gonna be awesome." Yeah, I mean, I, I I had heard people like way before the trailer hit talking about this film that Alfonso Cuarón was doing called Gravity, and I had no idea what it was. I was just assuming that the word gravity was more. Uh, like, you know, disambiguous from... <laughs> from right, like, this yeah. is going to be some hard-hitting drama about domestic abuse or something. Yeah, yeah, like, I just... Just hearing hearing the director's name and the title, I just assumed that. So I didn't realize it was actually having to do with literal gravity in space. Um, so when the trailer first hit in theaters, that was my first exposure to the context for what this film was. And uh, I... It's safe to say, I practically shat myself during the trailer. Uh, yeah, it was pretty damn impressive from the from what was you know being said about it and stuff beforehand. Yeah, and, and, and this this is something where like not even like even if I hadn't seen like Children of Men or any past work from the director, um, or if I didn't care about George Clooney or Sandra Bullock, like just seeing that trailer was enough to really go like holy crap i need to see this movie because this looks incredible i'm sure i i said this on the podcast when we first talked about uh, the trailer um but like that is just the 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 sheer thought of floating in the abyss of space in the you know just empty vacuum uh is frightening in and of itself without the intensity that this uh the trailer was communicating in this film uh yeah i mean that's definitely uh something that is just kind of incomprehensible like in terms of like i i just don't know how you would handle a situation like that i mean obviously you can kind of conjure up like what it would be like but it's not something that yeah it's sort of just like out of out of your control and like out of uh one's imagination because like i don't mean obviously it would be like the worst thing ever (laughs) but i wouldn't know like how you'd even go about well i mean i'll just save it for later yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just a frightening uh, idea in the first place. And, I uh, I was just thrown off here because I was on Rotten Tomatoes right now and uh, looking at Gravity, which has a ninety eight percent certified fresh rating, and looking at the uh, five people who gave it a rotten review, and uh, they're all people that uh, I've never heard of. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> well, there you go. AKA, they're like, no one's heard of me. I need some page hits. Let me trash a movie that everyone's uh, liking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my way in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, should we just uh, go ahead and jump into the trailer and then let everybody know what we thought about this film? All right. 
Explore's been hit. Explore, do you read? Explore, over, explore. Astronaut is off structure. Do do? Dr. Stone is off structure. Do do? Dr. Stone's detached. No. You must detach. Don't detach that arm's gonna carry you too far. Listen to my voice. You need to focus. I'm losing visual of you. In a few seconds, I won't be able to track you. You need to detach. I can't see you anymore. Do it now. So you just listened to the trailer, or at least parts of the trailer, from uh, the film Gravity. Uh, We have a group of astronauts who are on a routine mission to fix a little satellite, and uh, a series of of events conspire to throw some debris their way, which jeopardize the mission they're on, and uh, a lot of intense um, film (laughs) continues after that moment. So, uh, Carson, what did you think of this film? There is a lot of intense film in this film. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, after I saw it uh, and before I was tipped off to uh, what you said online, I was like, well, this is certainly a lock for, uh, like, I already know what your number one favorite (laughs) film of the year is going to be now. Uh, If it's not, I'll be surprised but uh since it's you know only two months out i i i yeah i mean i i would expect this to show up on a, a lot of people's uh best of the year list i mean they can just go ahead and and not nominate any other uh movies in the technical oscars uh because i think they can just go ahead and give it the oscar uh right now for that for those kind of awards uh yeah there's really no need to even consider uh any other films in this in those categories um because you know like any movie that gets hyped a lot there's always that sense of like well is it going to live up to it um i mean yeah i mean this this movie pretty much like squashes those fears in the first like two seconds yeah. where the the very first shots of space and 
I mean, if you depending on i mean if you've seen this i saw it in imax and like the 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 way that like the sound pipes in considering like how you know our astronauts kind of come from the right side of the screen uh i mean there's just something like where you're immediately immersed into this movie that's unlike any other movie uh experience that i've seen in a while like i mean there was a lot of you know hype behind avatar and its technological advances and you know the way that it used you know 3d and all this stuff but to me i mean to me i feel like james cameron probably cried because he didn't make this movie uh and also uh i feel like with avatar it's like okay yeah this looks amazing and i'm you know the 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 way the like the how behind it was interesting um but this is like on a whole different level because it actually looks like space like it actually looks like they went and shot this in space i think i'm i'm like 10 percent convinced that it was actually filmed in space um <laughs> which was i'm half joking but uh well no like to, to to back you up like obviously this film had to be heavy cg and that, that's the only way it would be possible but i cannot tell what is real and what is cg there's moments where, like i i like i'm almost convinced that none of it is real people because it, it looks so good and the transitions between what is cg and what is like is fake or sorry what is cg and what is real people is like indistinguishable that like the entire time i'm convinced that it's either all real or all cg like it, it just there's there's no yeah there's no moment where it cuts from person to thing where you accept it as being re- real or unreal it just it feels the same the entire movie which is just just it, blows my mind it's completely seamless and uh it's not I mean, it doesn't have that, like, Avatar had that disconnect where it's like, well, here's clearly the humans and here's clearly the non-humans. Yeah. The create the CG creations. Um, but that's the thing is that, like, while that movie took you to a different world and blah, 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 like, it was still obviously like, well, I'm looking at something that's created in a computer. Like, this didn't feel that way at all, which in this day and age is incredibly rare to see in a movie that actually makes you go like, you know, like, wow. Like the wow factor is there because like we've either a seen it all before or B it looks like crap. And, uh, I, and there's a part of me that like, I I really want to know how they like, they did it because I, I just can't even comprehend like where you'd even start to, um, accomplish something like this but you know another part of me doesn't even really want to know because it you know kind of ruins the magic but um even like kind of reading like little snippets of what they did it still doesn't make sense to me like i I know that i i read somewhere and this could be false but i i remember hearing that the like when the actors are in the suits when they're in their astronaut suits yeah. Um, their faces are CG'd on to the, like, are, the, you know, their expressions and everything are CG, and they're on to, like, whatever, you know, plain, you know, 
that's uh, to to meld with everything else. Um, huh. So it's it's kind of like what they did with uh, Social Network with the twins, where they CG yeah, yeah. Army Hammer's face on the other guy. Which again, that was something where you didn't even notice either. Um, so yeah, there is. I think there might be some kind of you know, like you said, where you didn't know if like the actors were CG'd. I think there might be a little bit of that in this movie. Uh, but you really can't tell. I mean, uh, the, I it's just, it's, ugh, I can't even say, I can't even talk because, uh, I mean, no, like my, there are so many like different sequences in this movie. Obviously like the whole film is, you know, kind of taking place in this like, quasi real-time scenario and there's just like one bad thing happening after another which is like a movie movies that i like to watch are like when stuff starts out you know perfectly normal and then things just keep going wrong um you know and then we get the sense that like it's in space and there's that the idea that you're trapped you know in infinite vastness uh is something that's just you know completely uh incomprehensible and then there's the idea that like you know there's no gravity and like i think this movie completely pulls off the feeling of like disorientation and just like complete like just mind fuck of like i don't know what's going on like when sandra bullock is like spinning like or falling in space and she just is like <laughs> rotating i yeah. was like this is the worst thing ever and there's like the crazy like camera move or like goes into her helmet like all the pov stuff in this movie i mean it'll just blow your mind like it's just like stuff that you've just never seen before and the fact that the whole like tw- first 20 minutes is one shot like Alfonso Cuaron, you yeah. know, loves his oneers, but he's just like, well, screw that. I'm just gonna do it all, you know, most of these sequences in one take, uh, like I would in uh, my my other films. And like, it, you, there was that one trailer where it, it it showed like a chunk of that opening scene, but like to see it in like the full context is just like a whole different level because you're just like, how is this happening? Like, I, I don't even know. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, like, in a normal film where you see a beat of, of action in the trailer, that moment is lessened for you when you see it in the context of the whole film, yeah. just because, like, you, you get that experience. You see that, like, you know, you see Bumblebee exploding, throwing Shia LaBeouf in the air, catching him, throwing him inside himself, and then reforming into a car. Yeah. And when it happens in the movie, you're like, oh, well, I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, like, oh, good, in, trailer it, shot. Yeah, in this, like, just seeing it play out for real with the rest of the scene around it and just seeing everything as intense as it is, um, you almost forget you've seen it in the trailer. Yeah. I, it's almost heightened in the movie because you've seen it in the context of the movie. Yeah, you've seen the moments preceding it. And, yeah. And it's like it's it, what that scene means at that point in the film is completely different than – just the way you piece together the shots they show you in the trailer. Just seeing it on its own in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, so many... I mean, there are, like... There, there's a moment where, like, George Clooney says, like, oh, you're breathing CO2, you're getting lightheaded, and there's, like, right as that happens, there's, like, the most, like, 
gut-wrenching camera move that just makes you like completely dizzy yeah um there's just stuff like that in this movie where you're just like the camera is mimicking like how the characters are feeling which is horrible (laughs) i imagine well like Uh, this this film's entire presentation of pov shots justifies the 900,000 terribly terrible times it's been used up until this point in time right like, right like, yeah it like it, it makes it okay that people have used it inappropriately because it might have not been used in this film if those people hadn't have like done it already like it's just it, yeah it, it makes up for all their failures like in, in everything that this uh that it does with those types of shots I mean and I know that I'll be referencing this movie for the end of time because i'll just be like you know what they did that in gravity so you guys have no excuse yeah like when they don't do it right in some other movie in the in the future this film almost makes me want to not watch ender's game (laughs) 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 because i'm like no space movies are done what are you thinking they're they're over (laughs) well that's the thing is that like obviously from some of the trailers and people have been saying I knew they were going to do the no sound in space rule, which is always cool. It's, that's always good because very few movies do that. Yeah. Um, but I like how they just like in the very beginning, they give you a bunch of title cards saying like, no, this is how it is. So shut up. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that's the thing is that there's a few moments in, in the film where uh, they they do a couple of different tricks. Once is they do sort of what JJ Abrams did in start in the first Star Trek where there's all this sound because it's really really intense and then as soon as they blow out into space it's completely silent so that, that way you get that the film knows the context of no sound in space. Right. Uh, but it's only for like those couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- this film has a few moments where it does that, but there's also moments where it's completely silent, but a character is either screwing something or doing something with their suit touching the surface, and the vibrations of that surface are echoing through the suit. So right. You, it's kind of like when you go underwater and you bang something or you yeah. scrape something off the bottom of a pool where you are hearing that sound even though outside of the pool it might not be transmitting through the water, but you're hearing those waves vibrate through the water inside your ear because the water's in your ear like like the, it's like that that sort of thing they pull a few times to kind of um like just the the music itself of the film and the intensity and all the extra sounds that they're adding in help to create that like level of intensity that is just mind-boggling but the film makes sure that you know that in real life those sounds wouldn't be ha- like it, it it just balances that perfectly in a way wow. that makes you not want to fault it for that yeah, but I mean, like, all of the big, like, action sequences when stuff is getting destroyed, I mean, that's all silent. Like, there's nothing other than just the music that's playing, the score that's accompanying it. Um, but I, I feel like there would be, like, that, that's, those sounds would be heard, like, you know, through the vibrations of your suit, like you were saying, but, like, it's, if you were, like, kind of, I don't know. It's weird. It's like I I feel like there would be that th- that would be there, but there wouldn't be like you know like an actual like drill sound and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, it, it it's a it's a sound from outside of where the sound is being originated from. Yeah, I mean it it it's it it really just uh, I mean it it, it captures the infinite vastness of space. Unlike, I mean, obviously the other go-to space movie is 2001, and that movie, I think, 
is i mean that really that movie really set the standard and uh i think this movie though focuses in on you know what would happen if you were trapped in space and you know this is how it would go down or this is how it would feel i mean that's that's why this movie captures like that feeling of isolation so much better than any other movie that's come before it um because everything presented is so lifelike that uh that yeah like i mean i just i just feel i just am thinking of the ways that this movie would have just been so horribly botched if it was like done by someone or just done as like a a typical action movie you know yeah where there would just be like a lot of noise and uh there wouldn't be like so much attention to detail to get everything that right like to get everything that real yeah um yeah, yeah i mean the the tension in this movie is i mean it's off the charts like that uh you've seen it in the trailer but again it's not within the context of the movie like when sandra bullock is trying to like grab stuff and she keeps missing you're just like oh like please grab onto something yeah yeah, (laughs) so i don't like you know lose my mind here um but yeah like i mean every little uh moment like that is just you know and and like i said this is a movie where things just keep escalating like they things like that go wrong keep going wrong and like in worse degrees yeah every time sandra bullock thinks that she's you know safe or whatever something else happens and uh you know those those are like the best kind of movies to me because it's just like oh like i i think i'm free but i'm not yeah and uh yeah It, it really does yeah it really does sucker punch you in the fact that like it just is completely relentless in its uh in its running time like there's never a moment where you're like well i can take a a breath or whatever yeah because it's just yeah basically yeah you should go see it (laughs) (laughs) all right well as carson uh mentioned that he saw what i put online and if you follow me on twitter you saw that too like i I literally when i left this this movie my entire drive home sitting at home like for like an hour i just stood at my phone with like the tweet bot interface open trying to think (laughs) of what i could possibly say to communicate how amazing this freaking film is uh, and in the end, I just I just set it up as a dictionary definition of the word gravity. And definition one is it's a perfect film. Definition two is it's an experience that m- cannot or must not be missed. Um, because really, this is like this. This is a perfect film, if not the perfect film. Like there is nothing that I can fault this film for at all. Uh, and it, it's it, it's it's just every aspect of it is amazing obviously i've been i've been jumping in with some different things that carson's been saying but i really almost feel like speechless when when i'm trying to think of the the appropriate way to communicate it to somebody if they ask or they want to know whether or not it's good like it's just every facet of this film is is done perfectly i mean uh you were talking about carson about just how how amazing this film looks and and uh 
like there, there's a scene way at the beginning of the film before anything crazy starts happening where um where george clooney just kind of like rotates backwards and says it's beautiful isn't it and just like r- spins around in a circle while looking at the the edge of earth and like literally i teared up during that moment like for no reason there's no context yet in the film like it, we've only been watching it for like two minutes and there's no emotional significance to seeing that other than me feeling like i am in space looking at yeah. what our planet looks like from outside itself like just just that moment in and of itself with no context for the film just made me tear up just because it was such a beautiful realistic unreal thing that i was watching i don't know i just said realistic unreal i don't i don't know why i said that well i mean uh, it is it's like i think that's how space would be if you were to actually go like it's real but it's unreal because it's it doesn't feel like i mean it's like i, I was saying to uh my girlfriend about like this movie captures what it feels like when I read these National Geographics that have like the space uh, articles about it, and yeah. there was one recently because we get them sent to the to uh, to my office where I work, so I read them like you know by read I mean look at all the pictures, uh, but like you know there was like a, a there was actually a pretty good like article with like an info like a huge like pullout thing of like all the like the rovers and stuff and like stuff they sent like into space and there's like the one from like 88 that they sent up that's like still transmitting but it's like so far out that like they don't even they they assume that it's at like this certain point but it's just so far out that they don't even know and uh like but but looking on like the info graphic that they've you know like drawn up like just imagining like that like that thing's out there like right now yeah like do it you know it's like what like it's out there like in the middle of nowhere like i what like you just you're like huh uh and also the idea of like i remember in high school my chemistry teacher i saw him walking around like the the courtyard one day and he was just looking up in the sky and then like he saw me giving him like a funny look and he's just like He's like, yeah, he's like, sometimes I just like to look up in the sky and be like, you know, there, there are people up there. He's like, there are people up there doing work right now at, on the job. And I'm just like, yeah, like, because you never even, you don't even really, like, you forget. Like, you forget sometimes that it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, if you leave Earth, you're in space and, like, it goes on forever. And yeah. there's stuff that we don't even know about. And, yeah, like, if you look up in the sky, like, there's somebody up there, like, doing their job. And, like, it's just like when you when you think about that like your mind has like a hard time conjuring up like that kind of imagery i guess and and like feeling and that's what this movie gets like that's what this movie conveys is that idea of like i don't even know like i how would you even go about this kind of scenario you know yeah um so yeah, I also really laughed when um, uh, George Clooney says something like, "Well, everyone's Facebook is now down," and yeah, yeah. because I just could imagine some like teenager going like, "Oh my god, I can't get on Facebook." It's like, yeah, well, you know what? There's someone like fighting for their life up in space. But that's the thing is, at, at the moment in time when this event takes place, like nobody on the planet besides houston 
<laughs> would know what is going on. Right, and even, exactly. And even they, like, there's a certain point where they don't know what's going on anymore either. Like, there's... Right, yeah. Um, well, because they lose contact. They yeah, lose like, like, it's just... But the, the thing that separates this film from, from other things is, like, if you look at things that have come out this year, like, uh, you know, Star Trek or Elysium, um, or even, like, going all the way back to, like, 2001, uh, th- there's... These are all sci-fi films set in space in a universe in which space travel space uh, occupancy and and general uh human beings being off world uh, are, are commonplace there there is just there's ships that can leave the atmosphere there are uh, space stations in space where people are just living like it's no big deal like th- that is not what real life is like real life is space is this foreign thing space if you're in space you might as well be at the bottom of the ocean um yeah. in like a submersible like there's not really a there's we don't it's really hard for us to grasp uh, the idea of um of just existing in a, in something as desolate as space like even if you're underwater like let's say you're a little bit underwater and something goes wrong like you just try to surface and then maybe you'll be okay like in space right yeah even to get back to a, like there's no surfacing in space you right. could like blast yourself towards the atmosphere but you're probably just going to burn up because <laughs> unless you're in a device that's made for reentry there's no there's no way to kind of get yourself out of a jam easily it's all very dangerous and like when you look at uh look at any other movie uh like a james bond movie or uh any kind of spy movie where they show those grids where you see all the satellites that are in our atmosphere like you don't really think about how many like all like even just thinking about gps like we all got iphones and stuff or you know android phones that all have gps in them and we just kind of take that for granted as not really thinking about the fact that there's like thousands of satellites just floating around our atmosphere from our country from other countries from all sorts of different stuff just floating there and like when a satellite dies you know they have to push it into an outer orbit so it doesn't do things like collide with our space station and weird stuff like that so like it's we don't really think about like it's not just that like oh you might run out of oxygen in space or you might get a hole in your vessel or your spacesuit it's like oh yeah things might freaking collide with you (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like yeah multiple times too yeah, when something is like rocketing around the planet at like ninety thousand miles an hour or whatever it is, yeah, uh, like that thing is going really fast, and if it hits you, it's not gonna bounce off you. It's not gonna feel like you got punched in the chest. It's gonna go through you and anything else it it it, it collides with. So like, there's just once things start happening in this film, even during periods of time when they're not technically in danger, it is still this this looming. Uh, thing and like i don't like we we kind of mentioned it but i don't think people really get the you know pun intended gravity of the situation like this film takes place for the most part in real time yeah there there are certain uh phenomenons that have to do with the gravity uh gravitational forces of our planet and uh, the amount of time it takes to rotate completely around the planet um so there are about three cuts in this film that jump forward in time just because there is a 90 minute interval that is important to the, the, the what is happening in this in this film. But yeah. for the most part, you are watching continuous life threatening events. It's not like a, a hostage movie where, you know, they're there. People are taken hostage and then cut to like five hours later and the no- negotiators like on the phone and then cut to like three hours after that. Like you are watching right. one continuous block of time of people fighting for their lives. And it is 
just incredible. Uh, it, it the film doesn't waste time uh, with you know exposition. We find out as they're working on the satellite that this crew is working on a satellite. <laughs> like that's there you go. That, that that's all you need to know. Like yeah. Uh, you you find out as the crew and as Houston are figuring out what's happening, you find out from them. From then on, it is this really small, isolated crew talking with each other, trying to talk themselves through the events that are taking place. Like, there's no, like, nothing is wasted. We don't cut down to the planet for stupid, like, news people like, we just found out that this, right, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. like, it is literally, we, we are with these people, and... We are with these people. That is it. That This entire film is reduced down to only the information and the event that we need to see from the standpoint of the characters. And it's not bloated with anything. It's not filled with random junk. Like It is just this perfect, isolated uh, piece of storytelling that is done amazingly and with like such style. Like y- you, um, you mentioned uh, the scene where the camera... Uh, so we have uh, Sandra Bullock spinning out of control as she's just got knocked off structure. And, you know, George Clooney is trying to talk talk her, get, get her head straight, like get her paying attention. And the camera is just slowly pushing in on her visor and then passes through her visor inside her helmet with her. And just the, the, the visual experience translates perfectly and auditorily, like as that, as that transition happens from outside the mask from space to inside the visor, uh, inside her helmet, like th- th- you go from hearing her over the calm, like what George Clooney is hearing, to hearing her from herself inside her helmet with the echo of the helmet. Like it's just every stylistic choice is backed up with this production value that just executes it in such a way that it really just, I don't know, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, there, there is, there. I mean, that's the level of attention of detail in this film. I mean, like when you mentioned uh Clooney you know looking down at space uh or sorry looking down at earth you know in the beginning saying like you know beautiful isn't it like the the like the reflections in people's helmets or like windows like there's a scene where she's in like one of the uh I think she's in like the Russian uh space station and it's really cold and there's a window in the background but like it's slowly like starting to fog up, um, yeah. and you know just all of the, you know anytime like someone is, you know in their suit, there's always like a reflection of Earth or something like there's just like stuff like that is always there. Like it's never you know oh let's skimp on this you know because you know we can we can cheat it or whatever. It's yeah. like it's there. Like all of it's there to completely make you realize i mean the thing that that one like when that one i think it's the russian station when it like finally gets hit like there's so much like i know like and i know this is gonna be a problem when i feel like it's gonna be a problem when uh when we talk about ender's game because there's a lot of shots in that trailer where it's just all like Pew, 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 and like just like so much like crap like blowing up and like little yeah. stuff you know but like to me that just looks kind of like oh but like in gravity when when like you know the, the stuff all pulls apart like I, I there's just like the the attention to detail to every part of that like well first of all it's like completely earned as to you know having all of that there but 
I just I can't imagine like someone like in you know wherever they are to animate that or whatever like all the little like pieces and debris and everything like I don't know like and to see it like happen the way that it happens which is essentially like a one-shot take of it like falling apart uh well i i i I, I guarantee you that that is not animated those are physics simulations of that's what i'm saying uh, yeah however they chose to convey that like I, i just there is there's a huge difference when you look at a movie and it's all just like you know it's basically just like noise and it's just all like i don't know what's going on there's just like a bunch of stuff blowing up in space or whatever um and this where it's like completely you're you're like yeah like i i feel like i'm in it like i don't know like i feel like i'm not describing it as well as i thought i would but um (laughs) i i think just the sheer fact that it was like i just don't even know how you'd go about doing that but Oh yeah, I mean it's incredible, and even even the uh, the camera work, like we've talked about Avatar leading up to now, and like you know everybody knows that James Cameron had these like sweet camera rigs where he'd like dance around his actors and like right. you know record the 3D environment as he's moving around. But see, even though he could move around to any location with his camera, that camera still had the gravity of the real world, l- right. like laying on it. Like in this film, the camera moves like it's being directed by somebody who is also in zero g it's not yeah, a, yeah yeah it's not a uh the camera doesn't feel grounded outside of the real gravity wells that the planet is creating for the astronauts themselves it is being moved as if a character trying to make it make its way through uh, these events as they're transpiring like it, it never feels um it feels like it's there with them. Like we've already said that we feel like they are really in space. The camera feels like it's really in space with the actors. Also, it doesn't feel like it's this, uh, like God figure that is just seeing something outside of the context of being there. It is the camera feels like it's floating around them in, 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 in that universe also. Yeah, definitely. Like it doesn't. And that's the other thing is that like, you know, Avatar was heralded for all of its achievements and whatever, but I think this movie, this is sort of the same movie in the sense that, like, Avatar took a story, obviously, that's been done to death, um, but uh, this takes a story that is very simplistic and has some elements in it that have been uh, done before in other movies, but the sheer like visceralness of the presentation and the execution of everything makes it completely like valid like I, I like there's i feel like if you watch avatar you're like all right well it sucks like the story sucks but you know the technology is awesome like there's a separation there like yeah, yeah. in this movie it all feels like a whole a whole you know a cohesive whole it's not just like well it looks awesome but the story sucks it's yeah. like no because like you like you know like we mentioned 
they don't give you all this extra crap where it's like you know they're down in nasa and they're you know mission control and you know we see like george clooney's wife in texas going like where's my husband gonna get home <laughs> Does uh, it, you know. doesn't cut to ed harris <laughs> standing in nasa's bay although although ed harris was the voice yeah of, he was uh, the voice but yeah, then, which, it didn't it didn't cut to him no it never cut to ed harris you know uh going like i'm in two space movies now but it's like it's like yeah we already saw that movie it was apollo 13 so yeah. you know yeah exactly um so that yeah, there you go it's i mean that's that's essentially like why this movie wins and uh yeah like i said uh you'll probably hear me a lot saying about well you know they did it in gravity so why couldn't yeah. you do it yeah definitely um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the last thing we can talk about is just, uh, how amazing the 3d itself was. Cause we both saw this in IMAX 3d. Yeah. I, I think that it's definitely, you need to go see it in IMAX cause that is probably the largest format possible to watch it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will agree that like the 3d is, um, that's, that, that's another thing that's hilarious is that the 3d is, is pretty awesome like and i'm not like on board with 3d like i just you know uh and i think here it's used very very well and it's not distracting either um and what's hilarious about it is that you know james cameron saw gravity and championed it so much for its usage of 3d and alfonso curan comes out and just is like 3d sucks man like i'm never working in 3d again like it's <laughs> such a pain in the ass and yet, uh, this is probably the best 3D movie that's ever been made, like, really. Well, that that's why it was a pain in the ass for him, because he made sure to do it right. I mean, it's, right. it uh, yeah, shows itself I, right there. It's just funny that, like, he probably he's never going to do another 3D movie, and James Cameron is still trying to be like, yes, look, here's, you know, a perfect example of how 3D works. And it's just like, you know trying to hold on to something that's you know slowly dying or slowly on its way out but yeah in terms of like being a fad in my opinion but uh yeah like and in that regards like i I wonder how it would play in 2d because i feel like it would be just the same like but if you saw it on like a big screen um in 2d i feel like it would play just as well like i I don't think that uh it would, but there's a subtle nuance to just looking at the planet's surface. And, like, I mean, when we look at the planet from space, we kind of see it as this two-dimensional map being projected onto a 3D sphere, right? Like, it, it everything sort of looks like a, a surface of, you know, brown dirt and green trees and blue water and then a layer of clouds on top of that. But in this, when you're looking at the surface and you can actually see, like, topographical detail of the planets, it, yeah. it, it just, I don't know, something about, I, it, it might it might sell just as well in 2D. But I feel that, like, at no point in time besides when, like, debris was flying into my eyes and I was, like, blinking because my brain thought I was being hit in the forehead. Yeah, you're like, oh, um, no, this tear is com- is hitting the camera lens. Yeah, like, besides besides that, um, it, it's, it's almost... It's almost like you don't, you don't consciously see the 3D, but you feel it subconsciously, and I think it adds yeah uh, a really interesting layer. Plus, like you know, I was bringing up uh, 
uh, all the space movies that have come out where there's these large giant objects in space like you know star trek uh, elysium um we 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 don't really see a sense of scale like i mean in 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 into darkness there is a scene where the camera flies over the top of the enterprise and flies up to the bridge window and you kind of get an idea of scale there but even that doesn't feel correct for some reason it feels like they scale the ship down too small to me but but besides that you don't really get a sense of scale and space but when characters in 3d are looking across the objects they're currently tethered to to a speck in the distance that you almost can't see and saying oh that's where we need to go like yeah that's a space station yeah yeah that's no moon uh so like that that is really it's just communicated even better in the 3d space because you really get that sense of spell in a crazy part and like that's the thing too just in general not not counting the 3d that this film does so well is in space you only see objects for which light is reflecting off them if something passes through the the back of uh like basically if anything passes through the shadow of a planet or a, a moon or any celestial object uh that thing is invisible to you like the only reason you see an object is because light is hitting it and reflecting off of it. Uh, so the f- like, there are moments in this film because you're they're flying around the orbit of a planet where like things pass into darkness and and just the idea of you floating there, you can hear the voice of another person who's trying to help you, but you can't see, get your headings, or understand where they are because you're in the dark side of a planet, right? Like, uh, uh, it just it just adds to the intensity all that more and just it, it's one of the most terrifying things you can think of like yeah this yeah it's just incredible it's like i will happily be buried in a box <laughs> and go <laughs> into space yeah ryan reynolds had it easy yeah i mean i, I if i'm in these people's situations like i'm definitely thinking uh f it just pull off my helmet and <laughs> yeah and be like now. uh tim robbins in mission to mars yeah just be like whatever I- i'd be like that guy in the beginning of gravity who's just like he's just like messing with the tether he's just like oh i'm having a great time in space it's like wow well he's clearly done <laughs> He's clearly not going to be around for a while. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing, too, is, I mean, this is part of the title card at the beginning. But, I mean, this, this is like real life truth. In space, without a spacesuit that is regulating your temperature, uh, light on the, on the light side of your body just burns and melts your body. And uh, dark on the other side freezes your body. So if you are lost in the elements without a pressurized suit regulating your, your internal temperature, uh, you, like no matter which way you go you're dead <laughs> like so yeah. they're like space is is like it, it, i think th- i forget exactly what it says on the title card but it, it's something like life in space is impossible like you, right j- it's it, it, there's it's impossible you can't can't do it so um there were again i can't think of the movie but there was one movie where someone like some sci-fi movie and like they were trying to get into like an airlock but they like their, they like took their helmet off because they like ran out of oxygen. Are you and talking about they, sunshine where they have to jump the gap? Was that sunshine? Like, I, wouldn't you just like her head would just explode? No, you you can survive for. There was actually a bunch of like scientific blog posts that came out mm. around that time. You can survive for short periods of time in space. In space, if you just hold your breath. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I take it back. I mean, you will essentially begin to freeze immediately, but. uh 
it's it is possible for very short durations of time Mm. Um, well then i was wrong but i wouldn't suggest it (laughs) yeah i wouldn't yeah anyway (laughs) all right well uh do you have any last comments about uh, this film, Gravity? Uh, I will say right now, I just was uh, going back to the people who gave this a rotten review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I just want to point out uh, Michelle Alexandria of Eclipse Magazine says that some nice visuals, but nothing that we haven't seen in far better space films. Uh, yeah, what movies? What space films? Yeah, o- oddly enough, she's from a magazine called Eclipse. Eclipse, <laughs> yeah. Aha, good one. Um. um but yeah, like what other space films? Like 2001, but like we've already mentioned, um, that movie does not capture the sort of, you know, intensity and isolation of, you know, being trapped in a kind of, you know, visceral scenario like this. Yeah. Even um, even like Back to Sunshine, which is like my favorite sci-fi space film yeah. ever. Uh, even even scenes where like their ship is catching on fire or bad things are happening to them, they're still running around in gravity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. They're, they're not literally, uh, you know, their survival is not dependent on whether or not wearing huge thick gloves they can grasp the edge of the surface as they're floating uncontrollably by it. Right. So. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Let's get to our verdicts, Carson. Uh, if you were going to give this a must-see, a must-see, a must-see, a must-see, or a must-see, what would you, <laughs> give, what would you give this film? Uh, I think it'd have to go with must-see. I think I think we finally found a sci-fi movie that's worthy of 2001. I think if Stanley Kubrick saw this movie, he'd be very impressed. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is I don't even consider this a sci-fi film. It's Yes, it takes place in space, but it is... It is literally grounded on Earth. <laughs> like it is. Yeah. Like this is real freaking life. It's a fictitious story, but yeah. it, it's that's like saying Pelham One Two Three is a sci-fi film about trains. It's not. It's it's an act. It's just a suspense film that's set on trains. Like it, th- this is a film that takes place in 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 space, but it takes place in present present day. Other than the fact that we don't have shuttles anymore because that thing was grounded. But I mean, it, it takes place in recent history in our real life world in a scenario which could very much take place like this is that's i think that's the most frightening thing is that like this isn't like oh well you know our core stops spinning and then our gravity changes and some people are stuck in space and or like there's like a russian guy on the international space station who really hates this chick and tries to murder her and then it sets off like a big reaction or like right yeah it's it's peter stormare up there hitting the (laughs) (laughs) exactly over the space station (laughs) this is how we do things in russia (laughs) um like this is an event that could very easily happen with just randomly like almost nothing would be required for this this film to actually take place um so yeah it is that freaky uh so yeah i mean obviously it is the most must see i can possibly give a film um like like i said uh, towards the beginning of my review in this review uh pretty much up like not pretty much this is a perfect film like i can't can't fault for everything this is probably the best theater going experience I've ever had. Um, This film is just phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I mean, if something comes out this year that tops this, I would be very surprised. I think this is a shoe in for my favorite film of the year. Um, Possibly 
favorite film ever. Like it's it's pretty incredible. So I like it. It's so good that I purposely haven't seen it again yet because I don't know. Like I experienced this perfect thing, and I don't even want to chance it not being that good the second time. Or like having some Joker ruin it. Yeah, or just just the experience of watching it being changed. Like like I don't want to tarnish what I experienced because at this point in time, like like I said, greatest experience I've had watching a film ever. So yeah, that is that is my my two cents. So <laughs> Carson, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you get all the back episodes of the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning to figure out when these episodes go live. Or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Um... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a soundtrack for this thing. Uh, yeah, I thought the uh, the score was actually really, really good in this. No, it's amazing. And I, I yeah. love that, like, some of the theme, like, some of the, the parts of the score are, like, infused with heartbeat sounds. Um, mm. Which, I mean, maybe that's not part of the score. Maybe it, it felt like it, it felt like the intense moments where you could hear uh, Sandra Bullock's heartbeat meshed with the music itself so i don't know if those are just good editing together or if they actually are part of that sound but uh yeah pretty intense all the way around so yeah i feel like it's something you could listen like on its own it would still be like just as cool like i i've the the main theme from this movie i've had it like stuck in my head since i saw it yeah um it's definitely one of those that's like instantly memorable and one that'll probably be in like 50 other movie trailers coming out in the future probably i think that's that that's that's a pretty good bet yeah <laughs> all right well uh that is our review of gravity hopefully you go out and see this because if you don't go out and see this this weekend or i guess this coming week because this won't be released until later uh i just if you don't go see it then i hope you suffocate in the vacuum of space <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> No, I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. That's a little but hard. But no, I mean, you should see it on a on a big screen. Like, I mean, don't oh, yeah. don't be like if you're one of these people like I just wait three months before then it comes out on DVD. It's like, well, uh, sorry, I don't care how big your home theater system is. It's not the same. Yeah. If if you're not gonna see this on the big screen, then don't watch it for about 20 years till we have like virtual reality stuff that can be beamed into your eyes and you can float in zero g while watching the film because yeah that's the only way you could possibly experience as this. james cameron intended everything to be <laughs> yeah exactly oh james cameron yeah all right well thank you guys for listening we will catch you next time